Welcome to the Mowers Club, your scope and missile this morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Welcome to our listeners around the country, Sydney, Gold Coast, Brisbane, those listening on the SEN app and on the Mowers Club podcast that you can get through Apple or Spotify. Text us throughout the show today, 0457 736 736, or give us a buzz, 1300 01170. Uh, massive show coming up today. We're going to talk Rugby World Cup, the finals just around the corner. The Cox Plate on today. Uh, we'll have something to have a dig at. We can review King or Kook, all our regular segments. Scope, welcome back to the mowers. We've got Gibbo back today. We missed you last week, Gibbo. Thank you, boys. Good to be back. Good job, Alex. Thanks for filling in, but I'm back now. So let's let's have some fun today, boys, and we'll talk a bit of smack. It's good to have you back, uh, Gibbo. Um, you look, we're, we're the Mowers Club. Yep. Um, and I think we, you know, we've been up front with this. that We don't have a, a lawn or, or whatnot to, to cut. So yep. I will say you've, you've trimmed the ears, though. Yeah, you've got the ears lowered. You've yep. got the ears lowers, lowered. Uh, new haircut, looking fresh, mate. Um, yep. With your hairstyle, and this is yep. a genuine question, yep. uh, what do you tell the barber when you go in there? Because it is a bit scruffy. So, yep. like, uh, I just want to get this one out sh- yep. straight away. So what's, your, what's your routine? It is looking scruffy this morning. I will say, though, I did get a haircut last Thursday, so this is a week of growth. Um, I think it's looking better now than in previous. Like, it's previous, normally scruffy yeah. and it's a lot longer, but it's been trimmed up and it looks good. Uh, so, what happens is I just go in, and because and, this is the question you always get asked, and... I'm not confident enough to take a photo of someone else like who's not me because I feel like, <laughs> yeah, okay. like not that I would do that or there's a particular haircut hairstyle I'm after, but I don't want that guy to look at this photo. Say it's of, you know, Ryan Gosling in Place Beyond the Pines. Maybe I would do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But I don't want to go into that guy and say, hey, can I have that haircut? He takes a look at the haircut and Ryan Gosling, he looks at me and he's like, you know, I'm not a magician. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I just say, I just say, can I get it tidied up? I just said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going overseas. I want to look good for it. Uh, can you tidy it up? Take a bit of thickness out. My hair, for people who haven't seen, is yep. is very, very thick. Yeah, um, that's then, a good yeah. problem to have. Do you th- yeah, well, so does that in a few mean- years' time, Gibbo, you'll be happy you have that problem. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, so I basically say, can I get it tidied up? I just want to look a bit smarter. Yep. Um, and then again, he goes, well, I'm not a magician. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, so he's done. He's, he's, he's worked his yeah. magic. Yeah. So like, I guess I get like a good one or two week period between getting the haircut and looking sort of smart and put together. And then after, you know, two, three weeks, it goes back to just being looking long and raggedy but what are you guys is that you... A, is that a barber or a hairdresser uh it's a hairdresser it's like dudes run it so i think it's it's a hairdresser hairdresser oh, no, it's a barber yeah it's barber. a barber yeah um, yeah yeah and well it was weird so this guy right he's, he's a nice guy and <clears throat> down on the beach is obviously like they surf quite a lot so there's always a lot to talk about but this guy's just chatting 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 and i've got heaps of like skin tags so moles like around my neck and stuff and so he's just chatting away and he's he's really going at it, he cuts open one of my moles and one of my big ones. And so it's sort of pissing out blood. (laughs) But I I, I can't tell because it's like on the back of it. So I I don't know. And he's like, ooh. He's like, oh, do you shave much? And I was like, oh, yeah, a little bit. Like just again, just having a chat. (laughs) Putting all this like bloody solution on it. And then so anyway. Oh, it's a sting? Yeah, it was sting. I was like, oh, geez, what the hell is that? Oh, he's like, oh, it's a bit of chafe. And I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) sweet. And then anyway, I'm walking later on and someone's like, oh, what happened to your neck? And it's like just a whole blood patch. Anyway, that's a side story. Did he use a single blade razor to do the neck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, but like how low, see, because I, I, 
not that I have the super of hairiest of backs. Oh, no, that's up to you once you go past the shirt line. Oh, so I can't ask, oh, hey, mate, can you go a bit lower? No, once you go yeah. past the shirt line, that's, that's up to you. That's, that's the limit. That's, that's where yeah. you got to have a girlfriend. Um, yeah, well, See, I get I because I, <laughs> I get the single blade razor when I get a haircut. Yeah. But then at least once a week, I've got to get my girlfriend then to shave my neck as well. Yeah. Otherwise, it looks scruffy. And yeah. I don't know if it's because like if if I want to stay clean shaven, I got to shave every day. Like right. I grow back facial and neck hair super quick. So I guess it goes for the back of your neck as well. So I've got to get my girlfriend at least once a week to be mm. shaving my neck to do keep it looking hers? sharp. Thankfully not. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, boy? Like, so again, last question before I ask you guys: How much is too much? Like I pay forty five bucks. Is that? That's sweet. Yeah, that's yeah, what I pay. Um, I pay fifty. That's I'm, just oh, okay. that's just the. Um, I'm fifty five. That's the yeah. rate these yeah. days. So you're getting the uh, the coloring, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually was thinking the other day. So I'm thirty two, and beard quite a lot of greys in the um, chin region. Yep. Only the chin region, and the sides of my hair now is getting quite a lot of greys. And I was looking at one of my mates the other day. I just went to his thirty. Fifth or thirty sixth birthday the other week, and I looked at an older picture of us, and his hair was more like brown, like mine, and now his hair's black, like Scope's color. And I was looking at him, and he's got no greys. And I was just, I was oh. thinking the other day, and I mentioned to my mate, we were at the gym working, and I was like, you "Reckon, you reckon your mate dyes his hair?" He's like, "Why?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, look at these two photos." I was like, "I reckon he's dyeing his hair." <laughs> so I haven't confronted him about it yet, but. Um, accusations, but I'm I'm in a phase, Gibber. I'm trying to grow my hair. Yeah, you're wearing a hat long, today. Yeah, I've, I'm in a hat phase. Yeah, okay. Because I want long hair to slick it back. A little bit inspired by the Beckham doco. Mm. I was inspired by the Beckham doco because I realized how much he changed his hair, and then I realized I haven't changed my hair in probably ten years. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to look back at photos and go, well, that was pretty boring. I could never change my hair in 10 years. So I was like, I've got to do something different. What can I do? Like I've, uh, I'm very white to try out a lot of hairstyles. So. <laughs> Limited choices. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the slick back is about as much as I can do, particularly and at this age. Like I'm 32. I can't be doing rank mullets and stuff at this age. So I'm going the slick. The slick. What about you, Scott? You've the had the similar, is that a fade? Yeah, so I just go to, uh, I'll get one and a half on the sides, back and sides, uh, trim on top every now and again. I went through a phase about three years ago, uh, mm. willy nilly, just out of the blue. So my hair can grow as long as Gibbo sometimes. I, yeah. grow wow. it. I, I went through a stage where I was like, rats, let it grow. Um, I even had a, I caught it the Euroscope phase when I was, yeah. <laughs> when I was living in France. And was that I, a slick? All the Frenchies had the slick back and yeah. I could, I'll show you a picture in the break. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I even was tying it back when I was living in England. I had a little p- a ponytail at the back okay. and had the little Frenchy mo going yeah, on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was going this whole European vibe. A couple yeah, of the boys, a cool. couple of the Frenchies that I hang, hung out with had, had it going. So I thought I'd uh, embrace the culture. Yeah. Um, but then I dyed my hair about three, four. I went like uh, blonde. Yeah. Oh, uh, blonde, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. And I'll show you a picture of that as well. <laughs> yeah. That was, and then everyone was just like, "I oh, know he's he's having a midlife crisis. <laughs> he's, he's breaking down." Um, so now it's just pretty. Um, I'll, I'll say that I am. I'm a lot better with it now. I used to be probably a haircut every 
say four weeks, three to four weeks. Now I'm like every ten to fourteen days because I do content oh, nice. with, yeah, with Mace. Yeah, you're on you're on camera. Yeah, we're on camera, and I do it with Mace, and Mace has it like every week. Yeah. Um. So I just he sort of I notice it when I'm next to him, and he looks sharp week in week out. Yeah. That I was like. I need up my game with it. So I'm a little bit better with it these days. Um, I get one and a half on the sides because I still like a, a natural feel about it because I've got the beard. Uh, if I let the beard grow out, they go real gray after about 10 days. So I just trim them on top and, uh, yeah, keep it keep it nice and uh, respectable. What a so, cracking start to the show. Yeah, There's just a bit of hair chat. of hair chat. Hair chat. Yeah, that's it. Now, Gibbo, you were up early this morning I watching was. rugby. I panicked because yep. you put in our group chat a screenshot of the rugby. Yep. And I started panicking. I was like, oh, I've missed, I've missed the World, World, World Cup, Cup final. final. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I quickly t- switched to Google World Cup uh, score updates. I'm like, oh, England and Argentina. I'm like, oh, right to us. I don't care about that. Third versus fourth. Yeah. <sighs> like, do we? Well, do we care? Well, th- so overnight, England have won 26 23. Uh, I watched a tiny bit of it, and it was so boring that I switched it straight back off again. England are just snooze fest. Yep. Seriously, the style of rugby they play. Anyway, uh, are we calling it the bronze medal match? Do they get a bronze medal? Yeah, I think it is the bronze. They medal actually match. get a bronze medal. No, they get um, they just get a third place. I suppose what they should get a green ribbon. Remember that was a <laughs> school <laughs> carnival. It was the blue ribbon, the red, and the green. Give them more green ribbons. But I, I thought the same thing. If I do a quick rewind to the Women's Soccer World Cup and Australia have this huge letdown of getting beaten by England, they missed the final, the morale in the team would be just rock bottom. Like, it would be shocking. And then I think it was two days later, max three days later, they could fly up to Brisbane and play the bronze medal match. Bronze medal, I don't know. That's what I'm calling it. The participation match and lose. But... Like, do we need it? It doesn't interest me in a team sport to go and play a third versus fourth match. Like, it makes sense for individual individual sports when you're competing and there's, like, the event can finish at the same time. The best example I can think of is at the Olympics, the boxers will fight in the semifinals and the loser of the two semifinals in boxing will fight for a bronze medal, an Olympic bronze medal. And, like, Harry Garside fought in... Rio, Tokyo, Tokyo, Rio. The most recent one. Yeah. Yeah. He fought for a bronze medal and won a bronze medal. And that's still a big achievement for for him at the the Olympic games. So you can't underestimate it. And you've got to give out a bronze medal. There's no point giving two bronze medals. Yeah. Right. So that makes sense in a competition, an individual competition where you're playing for bronze medals. Uh, Maybe even in the Olympics, I guess, for soccer, they play off for a bronze medal. But at a World Cup, yeah, like, like the, the Matildas playing for third, England playing for third. Like, do England feel any better today after having beaten Argentina for third? I suppose there's like a ranking system too, right? Yeah. That, that it, it'll play into that. And I, does that help out with seeding in any yeah. competitions? Do you know? Actually, it does. Okay, Scott, there you and go. And that's where a lot of conjecture has come of this Rugby World Cup because they did the draw or the, they did the draw off the seedings straight after the last Rugby World Cup. So uh, Ireland and France, who were doing so well for the last four years, ended up playing each other in the quarterfinal. Yep. So that was a lot of dramas about that. So th- I think they're going to change it going forward. But I think it's situ- situational, Missal, because the Matildas, even though they would have been so low, what they sort of did for the country, and they had they played out in like packed crowds everywhere they went, and it was just another chance for the public to go and see them. 
this particular case, I don't think England care at all that they played third. But if a team like Fiji was in that game and they That's won true. third, like it had been a lot more to them. Uh, mm. Argentina, I think, have won third a few times. England haven't. But to your point... Like, you know how you could quantify this? And we'll do a little bit of research on this for you. What we'll do is we'll get up the TV viewership for Matilda's semi-final and then the TV viewership for their quarter, whatever, bronze medal bronze playoff medal or whatever it is. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I've got, I got a good example for you. <clears throat> so uh, sometimes in swimming, they'll do these things called a B final where in big international meets, we'll go heat semis finals and the yep. finals you race for, for uh, medals or whatever. Sometimes in some events, they'll just go heats straight into finals Maybe it's for TV, audience, whatever it is. No semis. And they'll have a B final that won't be on TV. They'll like do it either before or after, like in the ad break. Um, just so the swimmers get another chance to, to swim or Compete. whatever. Yep. So my first big international meet, I went to the Pan Pacific Championships in California. And uh, there was only allowed to be two from each country in the final. So I swim the semis, ranked fifth or sixth or whatever, but there was two Australians ahead of me. So I was put into the B final. So we come out, we're swimming in California, big crowd, you know, outdoor pool. It was awesome atmosphere. Um, and before the A final comes on, they, they wheel us out for the B final. No individual introductions. They just wheel us out. Here's your finalist for the, the B hundred meters freestyle. And we get up on the blocks and uh, there was an American in that. I think he'd won a gold medal at the Olympics in the relay. His name was Garrett Webergale, this guy from Texas. It was a little bit loud and proud. Anyway, we swim the B final of the 100 freestyles. The two of us, because there's an American and Australian, we couldn't be in the A final, but we probably should have been. We, we You sort of ranked in the A final if it wasn't for the two yeah. from each country system. Yeah. But yep. we're, we're well ahead of the rest of the B final. Yep. And it comes down to a touch. He touches and, and he wins. He would have been late 20s. I would have been 18. He touches in the B final and beats me in the B final. And then he, he gets up to the crowd and does this big double flex. And I'm just like, I'm almost a little bit embarrassed to be in the B final. I'm just like, oh, this guy yeah. is a douche. Like, you're claiming the A final. And as he's flexing, they're like, our A finalists in lane one, like Eamon Sullivan, like they're bringing out the main event. And he's laughing up. I was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to joke about like, like to save electricity for the B final, they turn the lights off and <laughs> they put the pool sprinklers on to cool it down before the A final. Like it's seriously and but you're the, the so that's a perfect example, right? You you were a little bit embarrassed to even be in it and I didn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. But he's obviously taking it serious and and flexing on them. So yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's situation could be. That's what you're you're alluding to with the Fiji compared to England. England would have been embarrassed to be playing another game. They got beaten by South Africa just. They probably would have wanted to be in the final, yep. and they would have been playing that game, be going like, oh, "This we is got, rat's uh, ass." Yeah, sure. We got the audiences. We do, yeah. So, so semi-final. Ah, uh, the semi-final was six point two five mil, and sorry, the semi-final was eleven mil. Yeah. And the third place was six point two five mil. Yeah. So people Double. care half as much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that, and this is to your point again, Gibbo, is. I think that's more of a thank you than yeah. probably people would have been interested. Exactly. Because the girls had done uh, so well, a lot of people would have been yeah. tuning in, bought into it and gone, you know what, we'll watch this. A lot of, probably a lot of people would have been at home going, 
I don't. The result probably doesn't matter as much, obviously, yeah. than yeah. if they were to be in a final, first versus second. But we're here but now. We won't see them for another four years. Exactly right. There's four years between drinks. The girls are on home soil. Let's get up. It's at a decent hour. Yeah. Let's watch it and support the girls. So. I think that played into it for sure. Who were they playing in that one, Gibbo? I Sweden. remember watching it. Sweden. Oh, yeah, it was a really disappointing game, that yeah, one. Was Sweden yeah. pumped them 3-1, 3-0. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that might feature in the dig segment a little bit later Ooh. on. A bit of Matilda love there Ooh, for you. Yeah. You want to dig the Matildas? Oh, I'm not digging the Brave Matildas. Man. You know, why Brave not? Why aren't you digging the Matildas for? Well, you against the Matildas, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Gibbo. I'm always digging the Matildas, but there's something around that. All right, well, congratulations to England. You won a... Consolation green ribbon. It's the only thing you've won all week because you've been getting dusted. Oh, there we go. Sport. Get into the bombs. There <laughs> do, we go. Do you, believe, do you buy into that scope? I mean, I, I can tell straight away Missile does about the whole hating, having to hate England. Um, no, no. We, yeah. uh, we, I think we, we were away last. Did we mention this last week? I'll, I'll just quickly uh, yeah. recap on it. Because yeah. us Kiwis, yeah. we, Kiwis consider Aussies our big brother. So there's a there's a Anzac relationship that we've got that goes back to the war and whatnot. And, yep. with, and you know, we, we consider you guys big brother. So my dad used to have a shirt that I used to wear as a kid. And I'm, I was a Kiwi <laughs> that grew up here in Australia, right, too. Yeah. So um, I support two teams, New Zealand, anyone who plays Australia. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. It's, it's always like, if it, realistically, it was when we're going against Australia, it was we wanted to knock Australia off because um, I grew up rugby league, obviously. Australia always dominated us. Yep. Um, I love my cricket in the summer. Australia, Australia always dominated us. Yeah. Yeah. So like rugby union, we're obviously – um, we had a, we've had some good times there, but like Olympics, more gold medals, yeah, yeah. Um, you know all this sort of stuff. So we so, sort of look to you guys in a more of a like we look at England, but yeah. not as not as no. You hate England way more than <laughs> yeah. Aussies hate England more than we we uh, dislike Australia. So I was saying last week, Gibbo, that I was supporting um, All Blacks in the rugby. As soon yep. as Australia was gone, I was supporting All Blacks. Yep. And some of our Texans were saying, you know, why do you support All Blacks? And I was like, well. I don't. I'm not supporting England in the World Cup. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd support anyone, but you know England. what it is. I think it goes back to dominance. So, like, if we'd been so, for instance, I would never go against Australian kangaroos against anyone else because yeah. they just dominated. Yeah, yeah. Kiwis for majority of the time. You know, they would have won like 75, 80 percent of the games against us over the years. Um, rugby union, I don't take the Wallabies as serious, so I don't really. <laughs> I don't think anyone respectfully does. like yeah, as yeah. an All Black. It's like I don't. You know, if, yeah, if the yeah. Wallabies are playing England, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going for Wallabies, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's how it goes. And then bringing new sport in. UFC, yeah. if an Australian's fighting, I'm getting right behind him. Yeah. Like yeah. Volk's fighting, I'm getting behind Volk. If Tyson, Pedro, Ty Tuovasa are fighting, I'm getting behind them because it's a new sport and it has like Australia hasn't dominated New Zealand yeah. in that yeah. sense. So We there's almost like- claim Kiwi fighters as well. Like I basically think of Adesanya, Dan Hooker, Kai Kara France. I just think of them as Australian fighters. Yep. But it's almost like we're lumped together in that. Yep. Because when the UFC comes – you know, to the Southern Hemisphere, it's probably coming to Australia. So we're all supporting the Kiwi fighters as well. They're, they're like our own fighters. Same in the music industry, I reckon. Yeah, Lord. Um, yep. Acting, music and acting. We claim a lot of Kiwi actors. Like Russell Crowe is technically a Kiwi. Mm. We claim him. Um, there'd be a couple of other examples. But in most sense, most senses, I think Australia and New Zealand, like I, I don't know where I heard this during the week. There was something about... New Zealand becoming a state of Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? We, I, I don't think there's a sport Is that legit? That's a joke. No, I think. Yeah. We'll have to do a bit of research. Where did I hear that? I don't <laughs> did know. Did you click on the link? 
No. What did it take you to? Was that the Joe Biden league? Can we post that on our Twitter for all our Moe's Club listeners? That would be good. I just got an idea. So Al's texted in and said, G'day, blokes. Love the head bowing chat. Al from Clavelli. Is this probably the only type of mowing that we're really we have a little bit of experience experience that? yeah that's like why we require rusty face, and nathan later on yeah, yeah exactly face right. and hair mowing yeah where i mean yeah all three of us have grown beards mustaches every version in between movember's coming up are you yeah. gonna do movember gibbo yeah i will like ever since i could grow a mustache i've kept it on so yeah okay i'd have to take it off which i'm not i'm doing. gonna do movember and yeah. actually we might give a plug there's a few different things we can do for movember yeah one of them is there's a, a really big event um, maybe we can do this from the mowers. We'll see how it lines up. A really big event where there's a run, where yep. everybody runs from their own gyms or communities or run clubs, and it finishes in the city. Um, yep. I think it's Lululemon puts it on. Yep. They're, they're one of the major sponsors for Movember. Um, and like we're going to be running from our gym in Marrickville. Yep. Um, some people run from their individual gyms or run clubs. You could do it from Centennial Park, and it all finishes. The finish line is on Pitt Street in the city, I believe. Everyone yep. finishes together. Then there's, I think there's like drinks and Ooh. like, yep. yeah, it might even be the Ivy. I think they did it last year. Yeah, cool. Um, so we're, sort that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort something out for the Mowers Club. But yeah, I like this. Mm. Yeah, we are head mowing. We are, we, yeah, we can comment on it because we've all got beards and moustaches and, and haircuts. We, we can comment on that. So if anyone's got any questions about personal mowing, mowing of the head or face variety, text us in 0457736736. All right, heaps more sport to get to after the break. All your overnight scores here on the Mowers Club. You're on the Mowers Club with Scope and Missile, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Scores overnight, uh, the Cricket World Cup. We're just over halfway at the Cricket World Cup. Uh, South Africa beat Pakistan by one wicket. Pakistan had set South Africa a target of 270. South Africa managed to chase it down with two and a half overs to go. Uh, in soccer, Brisbane Raw smoked Sydney FC 3-0 last night at Suncorp. Uh, Henry Hoare scoring twice for the Raw. It's the first time Sydney FC have opened with double defeats since 2012. Uh, in the basketball, the NBA has kicked off over in the States. Uh, the Lakers beat the Suns 100-95. to Kevin Durant was immense for the Suns, scoring 39 points. Elsewhere, Damian Lillard debuted with 39 points as the Bucks beat Philadelphia 118 to 117. Back here in the basketball in the NBL, Melbourne United held on to beat the Tassie Jack Jumpers 90 to 82, making it five straight wins for Melbourne. Perth Wildcats have their fourth match on the bounce. Uh, have lost their fourth match on the bounce, going down to Brisbane Bullets uh, later in the game, 84-79. In the NFL, the Buffalo Bills beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18. to uh, And in the AFLW, thanks to Bing Lee, better living every day. Last night, the Gold Coast Suns were big winners against the GWS Giants, 48-17. to The Sydney Swans are back in town. They'll play the Collingwood Magpies on Sunday afternoon at Henson Park. Make sure you get out for that one. Great, uh, great venue, Henson Park. Uh, Collingwood is sitting one win above the Swans inside the eight. So it promises... To be a tight battle. The first bounce is at 1 p.m. and you can get tickets for $10. Kids are free. Great service, great brands, great value. Now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day. Welcome back to the Mowers with Scope and Missile, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. All right, I've been researching boys in the break about this New Zealand becoming a state of Australia. There's a lot of reading to be done, um, and I'm learning plenty about New Zealand history as I read, but you two yep. 
should know a lot more than me about New Zealand should. history. Should is correct. Um, <laughs> I did grow up in Australia, though, so I'd imagine the in the schooling system you learn a little bit more about yeah, okay. um, the identity of your, your country. Growing up in Australia, I learned a lot about you know modern history of, of Australia. And, so uh, 1841, the islands of New Zealand were separated from the colony of New South Wales and made a colony in their own right. This ended more than 50 years of confusion over the relationship between the islands and the Australian colony. Uh, so Clause 6 in our constitution, in the Australian constitution, states that uh, New Zealand may be admitted into Australia as a state. That's Sorry, that's the New Zealand constitution. Clause 6 of the New Zealand constitution states that New Zealand may be admitted into Australia as a state. There's a couple of different provisos <laughs> for that, but... Um, there's quite a few articles popping up August this year. This is obviously where I've seen it. The New York Times even have said um, in Section 6 of the Australian Constitution drafted in 1900, New Zealand was listed as a potential Australian state. Um, just got us thinking from a sporting perspective. If New Zealand became an Australian state, surely we would dominate world yep. sport. New Zealand already punches so far above their weight in world sport. Yep. Australia does pretty well on its own. You know, that's... It goes without saying. But if we added Kiwis into Australian teams, let's start with rugby union. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to start with rugby league because that no, was going to be rugby more. Union. <laughs> yeah, so how many Wallabies are making the All Blacks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, well, firstly, what do we call our teams? Anzacs. It'd be something to do with the Oh, Anzacs, yeah, yeah. Right? that's cool. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Anzacs. Um, I mean, Samu Karevi, maybe. Michael Hooper, years gone by. For sure. Played. Depends if been... Eddie's coaching or not. <laughs> well, exactly <laughs> We'll get right. to that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, so Eddie I is mean, absolutely speared. Early Hooper. 2000s, Wallabies get a lot more. These days, none at all. What do you reckon, Scope? Yeah, I, I, look, I haven't been as film, familiar with the Wallabies lineup, especially yeah. when Eddie Rissold the entire <laughs> leadership group. Yeah. So, like, those are the guys I was more familiar with, like yeah. the Hoopers, the, the Coopers of the world. But even um, let's say for this World Cup, you add in four or five Wallabies for depth, yeah. for bench positions, whatever. I think maybe surely they still win this World I Cup. I think the skipper Will Scouten would yep. probably make an All Blacks team potentially. Mm. Um, the Tong and Thor Tupo. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. he might be. A they're struggling a bit for size, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, the biggest um, concern, I guess, for the All Blacks going into South Africa is uh, before the World Cup started. They just dominated yep. the All Blacks through the pack, and that's because the South Africans are just huge. So any uh, any help with some big boys through the middle would would uh, would definitely um, increase the chances of the All Blacks against South Africa. But so it'd guess, still be very like it's still super competitive in New Zealand to make an All Blacks team. So yeah, I guess um, you know let the New Zealanders will dominate the rugby union side of things, but I'm sure in the rugby league, yep. Probably flips for flips sure. Flips a little bit, but it yeah, would be flips. it'd be a bit closer. I yes, think. So for sure. It's dominated in the rugby union. It'd be New Zealand to Australia in the rugby league. It'd be dominated by Australia, but not by. A huge so, amount. so let's you, go. You've probably, you probably got a front row rotation of Tino Haas, Liotta, and Fisher Harris. Yeah, but then even like Flegler and and um, and Ruben Cotter and and these sorts of players, Lindsay Collins, they there'd be genuine conversations. Yeah, I reckon the the two locks. Payne Haas and Tino Fasul Malawi. Yeah. And then after that, um, I probably think James Fisher-Harris would definitely play. And I reckon um, probably Big Nelson and and um, Joseph Tarpany would be in... Over Pat Carrigan? 
over no, not over Pat Carrigan as because Joseph Tarpany plays a lot for us, but yeah. he, he might be considered as that bench swing player. Mm. Um, Could you imagine? It's an Australian. It's an Australian. <laughs> Joey an, Manu would walk straight into the back line. It's an Australian yep. spine, right? Yeah. Or Munster, Cherry, Jerome Hughes. Because then you'd have Nah. Cherry's Munster. better than Hughes. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Ooh, oh. that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think it would be a conversation. I don't think it would be out now. I think Ches would win over the last probably this year. But going into the last couple of years, Jerome's just dominated at Melbourne for for long periods, uh, and he has. Well, then he'd join up with Cam Munster, and there. then the combinations come in: Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, Munster in the, it's spine. the Melbourne team. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Teddy keeps his spot because he's Teddy uh, over Chines. Outside backs. Ronaldo Molotalo and Asako probably wouldn't make no. it. Centers, Timicola, they wouldn't make it. Jeez, Hammer was good for Shea. Yeah, Hammer's, it's Hammer. Hammer's getting better and better. He's yeah. getting so good. Yep. He's getting seriously good. Uh, Nines would be. This, this listener says Marika Korobiti would make the All Blacks. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. Like, he'd be in the conversation for sure. Like, they got they got some good wingers as well. I mean, obviously, this is all <clears> super <throat> hypothetical. Think yeah. of other sports as well, listeners. So, cricket. Yep. yep. I reckon we dominate cricket because we'd probably bring in, like, Kane Williamson, maybe yep. two or three uh, Kiwi players, and that just makes us unbeatable in cricket. A couple of other sports, like at the Olympics, New Zealand's often pretty good at rowing, and Australia's yes. also really good at rowing. You combine those two, we'd pump rowing. Swimming... No, athletics. Um, Valerie Vili. Athletics, yeah. Kiwis often get a few good throwers. Yep. yep. Australia's probably covers the majority of the running, but it definitely boosts up our athletics team. So as an Olympic nation, as an Olympic, yeah, as a nation with Kiwis as a as a state, I think we do better than ever before. Sailing, we dominate up. Yep. They always, uh, Team America play, uh, go against New Zealand. They're quite good at that. Uh, Mahi Drysdale, was that here, rower? Not sure. He was not a sure. One eight of golds. Yeah. Oh, netball. Dominate netball. netball. But like, imagine the poor teams. So just in this hypothetical rugby league team, could you imagine like <laughs> Papua New Guinea? Like, it just completely against... blows out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what would be interesting. It's already a bit blown out. Like a, this, this current Kiwi team that's playing Australia today smashes every other world rugby league side. Tonga, Samoa, England. They smash all of them. So if there was Australia and New Zealand together in the league. Players that would be 50 50 to make that team now could potentially play for some old, would be huge. Would be Dylan Brown could play halves for some old with Jerome Lai. Moses Liotta could go to Samoa yeah, and okay. strengthen Samoa. Now we're talking. I think yeah. some, I think some Samoa would, would strengthen by gotcha. Gotcha. not by New Zealand and Australia not having their players. Ronaldo Molotalo would play for uh Samoa, he yeah. wouldn't, he w- probably wouldn't make the Australian New Zealand combined team so. Would you get would you get a spattering then of uh, New Zealanders that might excel at AFL that would have never played otherwise because now they become a state of Australia? Definitely. Like, I is there a, so. is, is there an athlete that lends themselves to AFL that otherwise would be? Well, more Kiwis would, because AFL just just doesn't exist anywhere no. outside of Australia. So, I mean, but they've got Gaelic football. But in I Ireland, can't. But, I can't yeah. think of many. AFL players who are born and bred Australian of Islander heritage that are in the AFL. Mm. Now the only one is Dusty Martin. They're more power. They're more power athletes. Yep. So you'd be looking at maybe like one of the Barrett brothers, Dan Carter, Dan Carter, one of the I guess five eights for the All Blacks who was a bit lanky, potentially a fullback. But like even the league is like 
Damien McKenzie no. stands out. Like Israel, Israel, Israel Flowers. Yeah, well, he average. couldn't kick. He couldn't kick. But yeah. Yeah. you're looking at rugby union players who could kick, kick, right? Yeah. Damien yeah. McKenzie kicks for Waikato, kicks for the All Blacks. Super fit. Apparently outrun the Bronco. He'd yeah. be a good midfielder. So, yeah. you know, someone picking up the scraps through the middle. What about football? part is just... Soccer. soccer yeah, like, I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you said football, we're both yeah. like soccer. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know enough. No. Well, I, I don't mean, know any Australian players at the moment. We, used to, we had uh, a couple of years ago in 2008. Yeah. Uh, 2000, no way. Would have been. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, was 2010 World Cup. 2010 World Cup. Undefeated. Shane Smeltz, undefeated. Shane Smeltz, Brazilian international and <laughs> Kiwi. Oh, yeah, yeah really. was he? Yeah, oh, that was the greatest World Cup. Living yeah. in New Zealand at that time, there was like this, it was like here at the Matildas, like yeah. everyone was watching the football. Yeah. Oh, really? A couple yeah. of any time uh, goal scorers, Shane Smeltz too. <laughs> yeah, but like. Playing 21s for first against Italy. <laughs> but New Zealand went through undefeated because they drew with everyone and didn't make it through. And it was like the greatest thing ever. They had um, three draws. They're the only <laughs> team because Spain lost the first uh, game of the pool. Yeah. So every single team lost at the World Cup except for New Zealand. Wow. <laughs> they had three draws and didn't make wow. it through. Well, yeah, I guess we'd be better then. Have yeah. to be better. Have to be. Anyway. Have to be. Yeah, we would become like one of the top sporting nations in the world. Mm. We probably already aren't. Oh, nah. Depends on the sports, I guess. Um, all right. Text us in if you can think of any other sports. What sports do you play that you think we could be boosted by, including New Zealand as one of our states? 0457 736 736. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Moles Club. It's time now for this. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Dig it, sucker. View the range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. All right, what were we having a dig at this week? I am having a dig at Eddie Jones. I've had a dig at him. I've king or cooked him. I've hit it or quit it. I've gone on every angle. But this, I mean, bagging players, I am right off this. So, Eddie Jones, this is about Quade Cooper, Bernard Foley, and Michael Hooper, the three most experienced Wallabies that weren't picked for the World Cup. Uh, He says... I don't think they were the right role models for the team going forward. Don't get me wrong. They're not bad guys, but you need guys, particularly when you've got a team like Australia has at the moment, you need guys who are obsessed with winning, obsessed with being good. And those three are past that stage. He says, I stand by it 100%. Super scathing comments from Eddie. Jeezy doesn't miss, does he? That is rank, honestly. Saying that they're not obsessed with being good. Like Michael Hooper's one of the best in the world at his position. Yeah. I don't think that's even up for debate, is it? No, I don't has know. Been for, has been for the past decade. Yeah, definitely during his prime. The last couple of years haven't been as great, which is, you know, you're getting old, he's getting old now. He said it himself, he's starting to look at uh, um, potentially but playing. When, s- when you're getting pumped by, who'd they really get flogged by? Was it um, Wales? Wales? Wales. Yeah. When you're getting pumped by Wales and you're in the huddle behind the posts, Who's talking? Exactly That's where right. you need Michael Hooper. Yeah. Like, and so Eddie Jones has basically marked their cards, right? They're never to play again while they're Eddie Jones's coach. How long that will continue, who knows? But there, there's a situation coming up now where, uh, well, this is an awkward one, right? So uh, they're both going to be involved in the Bar- Barbarians game against Wales on November the 4th. Hooper is one of five Aussies set to take part in the game. And Eddie Jones is on the coaching staff after he's just said that he's not, that basically Hooper's not interested in winning or being good at this point in his career. Who pulls out first? They're not, they're, there's no way they both go into camp, surely. 
Yeah. Uh, Eddie Jones. Let him wrestle. Out. Eddie Jones will pull out first, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon he's gonna. There's gonna probably be an announcement in the next couple of weeks where he's gonna go. Yep. Take some time off and then go to Japan. If I was Michael Hooper, I'd want a dead set job him on site. Like, mm. seems like a. It's you know, so disrespectful. Do we have Michael Hooper on last yeah. week or the week before? Lo- seems one of like the loveliest blokes. Seems like a really nice dude. He seems yeah. like he's super. Um, Still wants to represent his country, so he basically knows that his cards are marked now because of Eddie Jones at. at uh, 15s um, international level, so now wants to represent his country at the Olympic Games and can keep contributing to it's, the sport. It's weird how coaches get sometimes at any level where they, when they come into a situation that obviously hasn't been going as well, rather than I think a lot of coaches now in the modern day clean like to clean out, yep. um, clean, yeah, yeah. clean shop, like like to start fresh and develop their their leadership group. Um, and even if that is a strategy, and like I, I know other coaches have done it before, like my experiences, I've seen it happen in rugby league before. But you don't have to like spray the 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 past leadership group for indiscretions. Like that might not even mean their fault. Like the, yeah. the results weren't necessarily down to the to the leaders of that group. They just, if you look at the Wallabies, and this has just been, and this is respectfully, of course, like. They just don't have as good a roster as the other teams in, in world rugby at the moment. So yeah. um, they might have, you know, four or five of these guys that were good players. You could see that, you know, in particular, I, I watched when Quaid come back uh, into the team after he was in exile for, for a couple of years himself. Um, you know, you could tell he had an influence on the team when yeah. he came back originally. Um, he he's I've seen some of his stuff over the years. He's, he's quite... Um, uh, particular with the you know what he posts these days and and the messages that he's trying to portray and I just don't I just can't see how that's not a benefit for a young emerging Wallaby squad that's coming through and then Michael Hooper's had his own um, situation in the past where he's had to step away from the game like that that sort of uh, experience and information that those guys can pass on to younger guys about how they dealt with adversity. Yeah. Um, in in different ways as well. Uh, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't see how that's not valuable for for a young crew of of wallabies that you're trying to mould and and trying to change the culture and and get them back to winning ways. We were speculating um, last week's scope that maybe Eddie's trying to force Rugby Australia's hand to pushing him before he jumps so mm. he gets some sort of payout. I've had my ear to the ground and spoke to a few people yesterday actually in the. Uh, journalistic world and they're of the firm belief that he is angling to be sacked and get a payout before going to rugby league. He's the best. Is he not the best? Eddie the best. Jones, he's, Ooh, I mean, I, I just rugby mean league. Like, uh, sorry, Japanese, oh, rugby. Japanese rugby. I, I just mean more like at what he's done. He's sort of come in. No, nah, I hate it. I oh, hate I, it. I think there's no integrity to it. Um, you know like you if, s- if I was him, I wouldn't be living in Australia for the next decade. It's yeah. rank. Oh, I just mean, you know Stinks. how people say in jest, oh, he's the best. Like, he's come over here, taken a big wad of cash to come back to Australia after getting booted from Would have him. at least got his million bucks for this year. <laughs> yeah, and then he's going to go over to Japan and then do that again. He he's he, remind, he reminds me slightly, like our version of, of, uh, of Eddie can be, you can see similarities between, like, what's happened with Desi yeah. <laughs> at Manly. Uh, Gibbo, you, you live over at Manly. Like he was obviously super successful, you know, yep. and, and won a couple of grand finals. Um, went to Brisbane, didn't leave. I mean, went to Bulldogs, had some success there, but like England for yep. Eddie, but didn't quite work out, and they ended up sacking him, and there's bad blood there. 
Then he comes back to uh, Manly. Yeah, definitely. And then now <laughs> going to the uh, yeah, riches. Of... Yeah, and he's suing Manly yeah. <laughs> at the moment. So, um, How do you think that's going to pan out? Oh, I don't know. Des, apparently, Desi's like a really smart operator. Yeah. Like a really, he's, uh, Are you hearing any whispers around the game of um, how that may – like, has, has he got a case? Probably, yeah. yeah. Desi, like I said, I, I don't, I'm not too familiar with this. I just – it's just mm. whatever, whatever I read too, so – um, I just know from my time playing there, he was before my time, so I never got coached by Desi, but all the boys used to say he's like super switched on. So, um, I, I, there's no doubt that if he doesn't, if it doesn't go to court, then he'll get some sort of, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of payment. All right. Eddie Jones, he's been a common theme throughout the past few weeks on the Mowers Club. And today we've had a dig at him from the job site to your backyard, lighten the load with Sherlock available at Bunnings warehouse. Later on the show, we've still got the week in review. Plenty more sport to chat through here on the Mowers Club.